This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdobaysaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Andy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who is full of PMAs, your host, <laughs> Coming to you from the Emerald Isle of Podcasting, I am Robert Bob today on this glorious St. Patrick's Day. Welcome, everyone. San Francisco welcomes you. Hi, Jason. Aaron Aaron Debra. Isn't that what they say? What is the, that phrase? That is Aaron Debra is the phrase. I've been shellacking my shillelagh all morning getting ready for this podcast. Lovely. Do you remember there was a uh, a comedy bit by two guys named the, uh, I think they were called the Funny Boys, where they oh, yeah, did I this the Funny Boys. Yeah, they did a bit how to learn Irish, and <laughs> it was a a guy going into a, a language lab and learning how to speak Irish. Um, you know, I'm I'm always uh, I love this day, Jace. If anybody knows me, they know that this is probably like Christmas and Easter. And every other holiday that people enjoy, all wrapped up in the one for me because I don't know, I just like it. I uh, I am a quarter Irish. I'm as much Irish as I am Italian, but because wow. I look so Roman, uh, I have to suffer through everybody, you know, just you know, assaulting me with Italianisms all year long. So this is my one day to unfurl the uh, the the green, white, and orange, and uh, and bathe myself in my my grandma berries. Uh, from County Corks. Uh, I could not be more than the exact opposite of you. I have a bit of the Emerald Isle somewhere in my heritage as well, but St. Patrick's Day has never struck a chord with me. And even before I quit drinking, I've, I've I quit drinking eight and a half years ago, and I, 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 you know, all that I'll do is I'll put on green for St. Patrick's Day so mm-hmm. that I don't get pinched by the fellow third graders. But I completely forgot this morning. I got up, I, I got dressed, I went out and about. I'm even wearing red, which I think is a terrible thing to be wearing on St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? Um, I don't think so. Well, ooh, yeah, it might mean something about Ulster. We won't talk about the troubles. Not on this show. <laughs> All right. Well, it was entirely unconscious for me, and I don't mean to offend or, or, or disrespect anybody in Ireland. It just didn't occur to me. Uh, and I'm no longer in third grade, so I don't get pinched. I, I used to do it all the time, and I'd walk around town, and nobody would be wearing green. And I think just Los Angeles is just blasé about everything, including St. Patrick's Day, except for the drinking part of it. Because there were people out at the bars last night celebrating. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That, now, that to me doesn't make any sense. I believe, like, they had the parade here in San Francisco on Saturday. 
yeah. a full what you know what are we talking four days before the actual day designated and it's not like it's a national holiday here so it, it just seems funny to me that like you know you celebrate a day, you know, that's really, you know, just kind of a, a, a night. It is a drinking holiday. And you celebrate and have a parade on Saturday. So you have everybody wearing their green and their green hats and the kiss me, I'm Irish on Saturday. And they're probably going to dust it all off for tonight as well when it's a right. real shit show. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That would be like us having a make it or break it party on Friday night prior to the premiere on the 28th. I mean, who would do that? I thought we were doing that, Jason. Well, I've, I've been celebrating Make It or Break It all month long. Do you, you want to hear something exciting about Make It or Break It? <laughs> I do. I do. Lay it on me. Lay it on me because you people, if you haven't jumped on board or drank the Kool-Aid, you need to because the premiere is coming up on Monday, uh, March 28th. ABC I, Family. You know, I have a TiVo, an actual TiVo brand DVR recorder. I have a couple of them, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you've ever done this before. Do you have a, a TiVo or do you just have a regular DVR? Uh, regular DVR. Well, TiVo has this feature that you can create something called a wish list, which is, Ooh. let's say, oh, oh, I wish I could watch the, you know, the, the playoff game between the Niners and the Cowboys when the catch happened. And you can program, okay. you can program, you can be specific. You can put in keywords and genre and things like that. And you can program your TiVo to go looking for things. So I've created a bunch of things that I wish I could see. And when they come up, it's kind of like a little a little surprise Christmas present because you can see two weeks in the future what's scheduled to record on your TiVo. And Ooh. when things pop up that are part of your wish list, they have a, a white star with a blue circle around it to indicate this is mm -hmm. your wish is coming true. So I have had make it or break it, you know, programmed in as a wish list. Uh, and just the other day it popped up coming. My wish is coming ah. true. It's very exciting. Uh, that's just my nerdy excitement. So... Thank you. What about uh, you? I can't wait to get into that. I can't I wait know. to get into that show. I, I would imagine that your wish list also is, is filled with a, a a bevy of buxom. Uh, I, I'm surprised you don't like St. Patrick's Day that much because it is the you know, that's when you'll see more redheaded, uh, fair-skinned women in you know per capita than any other day of the year. I know, and that's my favorite type of woman. I know that about you, Jason. Um, we have a guest. Speaking of this holiday. Yeah. Oh, who's coming? We have St. Patrick himself, Jason. Hey! Wow. Do you have any snakes that need to be driven out? Well, the, the, here's the caveat about St. Patrick. It's a guy named Patrick, and his friends all to a man say, he, this guy is a saint. He's a real saint. So oh. it'll be nice to talk to him. I really don't know what his background is in or whatever, but uh, he's being entertained by Galvin over there on, on the green wall. Oh, okay. Well, excellent. Good yeah. old Patrick. I look forward to talking to him and seeing what he has to share with us. Any other guests? We do. We actually have the return of listener Sean to weigh in on the the finale of The Bachelor, which could not have been more uh, lackluster and, and uneventful. But okay. actually, it may, be, it may be eventful when you hear how, uh, how uneventful the whole thing was. All right. Well, let's let's not blow our wad now talking about the Bachelor and wait till we get listener Sean on the on the phone. Um, speaking of blowing our wad, you can blow our wads by emailing us at whatduvaysaid at gmail dot com. Find us on Facebook. Just do a little search for what Duvay said. Give us a little thumbs up. Visit us on the blog whatduvaysaid dot com. And as always, as we say at the beginning of the show, be sure to visit our sponsors. That's how we get this show rolling. And you can give us a phone call at. 
415-937-0445. Feel free to ogle us anytime at 415-937-0445. We've been ogling you. That's right. Holla back. What do you think? I'm working on that hollaback. <laughs> I like that. Hollaback. I like hollaback is is, is is the new operators are standing by. Nice. Well it's a new, you know, it's 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 a new year uh here on St. Patrick's Day here at WDS. And so when do we want to call an end to the ogling contest? Because quite frankly, I can only look at so many pictures of Steve from Union City. Uh why don't we call a why don't we pull the plug on the ogling contest uh April? Uh, the first show okay. in April. That gives it two more All right, weeks. Perfect. Of- of ogling. All maybe... right, Madeline, get your picture in there. <laughs> maybe now that we've ex- expressed my secret hidden desire for redheaded, fair-skinned women, we'll get a lot more of those. I don't, yeah. Alicia, listener of the show, Alicia Witt, if you're listening, feel free to submit. <laughs> Alicia had a show last night, which I was unable to see, unfortunately. So oh, I know well. I saw that, but you, you, we did due diligence. We hyped. Yeah, we hyped. So... What, what, more, what more does she want? To be right. ogled. Yes. Well, you know what I want? What more I want? What? What? News! I love the news with you, Jason. I don't care if Hallie hates the song I sing. <laughs> I'm, I think I might just pull from our um, archive here, and I'll just send you the, uh, the song, that song, Bed, and you can make it your ringtone. Oh, ooh, that would be a completely, completely annoying to her and disastrous. And I don't wish to annoy my wife, who made me a corned beef, cabbage, potatoes, and all the fixins last night for four and a half hours. It smelled like boiled meat in here last night. Oh, I so much want that. I'm, I'm going to be boiling meat all day today for a, a ridiculous date that I'm, I got snookered into this evening. Oh, really? Well, yeah. we'll talk about that, I guess, after the news. Oh. <laughs> What did you just say? What did you just get through saying? All right. What's on tap today? Well, we have a variety of ways uh, we can go today. But I, let's, let's start with one of my favorite topics, uh, drugs and in, in, in the uh, surrounding culture okay. of drugdom. All right. Here's one for you, Jace. This I found interesting. Um, where did this appear in my, one of my favorite sites, Gawker? We'll give a shout out. Not a sponsor, but maybe we'll get picked up by Gawker. Okay. Um, here we go. Uh, did you know, Jason, that one third of Staten Island is on pain pills? <laughs> I did not know this that, is, but I know that this now. This is a true story. Okay. Uh, here it goes. It, it says Staten Island is the borough most inundated with oxycodone. Oh, I've and, heard a lot uh, about this oxycodone, and I don't know. I've never taken it. I don't know anything about it, but the more I hear about it, it sounds great. Um, well, apparently, uh, an astounding 20% of the borough of Staten Island is, um, I guess, on this oxycodone. And then if you factor in Vic- Vicodin, yeah. it rides, uh, rises the level to 33% of the population. Wow. What makes Staten yeah. Island so painful? I, You know, there's probably a variety of speculation on what that would be, but... Um, if you don't know what this oxycodone thing is, that you know, doctors were prescribing it like water for pain, and it's highly addictive. And basically, it's like akin to prescribing some sort of pharmaceutical grade heroin. Oh wow, maybe I don't want to get involved with it then. Yeah, so I would lay off of uh, lay off of it if possible. They were going to prescribe it to me when I had my knee surgery, yeah. and I said no. I said I, I don't want that. I would get far um, too involved else. in it. Yeah, I would like it way too much. Then, if that was the case, yeah. 
I need another addiction like I need a hole in the head to go along with my gossip girl and make it or break it and all these other addictions. <laughs> right, and your love so of St. Patrick's Day. All right, well, that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty hot tip. I wonder how, if that's unusual, though, you know, like if Staten Island is an anomaly mm -hmm. uh, or if that, that's just where they did the study and are, are presenting it, because I would believe that a lot of Los Angeles is taking painkillers as well, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I would say that most of Missouri is probably um, on oxycodone. Judging from the TV shows that I watch where they, they talk about, you know, rampant oxycodone and meth methamphetamine, it always seems to be Missouri. Maybe if they get visited by the Staten Island Ferry who comes and brings them oxycodone <laughs> in their sleep at night. Reva, get the Staten Island Ferry as a guest on the show. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. Right. All right. Well, what do you peg that one as a? Uh, a I, I actually was. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry to step all over your <laughs> your producing. Um, I would say that for me that is a. Oh, okay. All right. It's like a high number. That is a high number. If it was like hairspray, if they were if they were addicted to the fumes of hairspray, I would be like, oh, okay, that's not a. But. <laughs> right. Because everybody loves hairspray. <laughs> um, should we do another news item? Should we? <laughs> All right, well, here's, here's one. This one is not really that surprising. And it, it, tell me if you're just over this already. It's but, not Charlie uh, Sheen. Courtney Love. Oh, Courtney Love. Okay. I'm over it already. <laughs> Courtney Love is back on Twitter, too, in case you didn't know. I guess she took a leave of absence. And now uh, she's back to unleash her bad grammar and lunacy onto the Twittering masses. But this is not about that. This is apparently she did an interview with Neil Strauss, who's a rock journalist. And he was over hanging out with Courtney Love. And she, in some sort of manic fit, was like, do you want to do you want to snort Kurt, Kurt's ashes? I totally want to snort Kurt's, Kurt's ashes. And she pulled out Kurt Cobain's ashes from a... Uh, you know, drawer that uh, she keeps them in. I guess there's, it's a square-shaped tin revealing a plastic bag full of white ashes with the faint smell of Yasmin. Not the smell I would associate with Kurt uh, Cobain, apparently. But um, there you go. And she said, too bad you don't do coke. Otherwise, I'd suggest taking a metal straw to it. Interesting. And did she actually snort Kurt Cobain's ashes? She doesn't. She just kind of uh, threatens it. I, I guess if somebody was game, she would. God yeah. help this poor, poor Francis Bean, child yeah. of, of the two of them. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. She should listen to our show because she would have heard the news story from a couple episodes ago where we espoused what a ridiculous thing it is to do to snort dead person's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So uh, where does this fall on our, our uh, whatever it is? Well, it's for me, off. for Courtney Love, doing that is not a... However, I will say that it is a... That she is not keeping Kurt Cobain's ashes in a heart-shaped box. Oh! Oh! God, you're good sometimes, Jace. I mean, all the time, really. But this time, you knocked it out of the park. That was both a music, obscure music reference... And a, uh, and a perfect, perfect reference for this uh, story. So. You know what? It, it also I'm makes me think of... Thank you. Thank you. I will take that accolade. I'm, I'm, I'm working on receiving. 
nowadays when people give me oh, praise good. or tell me that they uh, like me I'm, I'm working on receiving that so that's where i'm working like now it. thank you um it's still hard for me to do because i'm instantly going to dismiss it and move on to something else which is to say that you're talking about courtney love doing the twitter account reminded me of i was at a voiceover audition prior to the recording of the show this morning and i was flipping through us magazine which you tell me you get us magazine i do i get uh, it at the house well my wife gets it at the house I, first of all, I, I can't I believe that there's a segment in Us magazine called Stars. They're just like us. Which is- Oh, my God. Is that the most fucking condescending and ugh. Oh, that section is terrible. Go ahead. It's uh, Well, okay. That was unbelievable. But the thing that was most unbelievable was there, there was a full page uh, interview of something that said uh, 25 things you don't know about me. And it was some person that I knew nothing about in the first place. Like, I, I couldn't Man, believe that this person, what's that? Like, what celebrity was it? Do you have this episode, uh, this issue? I guess she's got a reality show or something. I had no idea who she was. Is it Bethany Frankel? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been a dark-haired girl with a weird kind of, like, trapezoidal-shaped face. Okay, she had dark hair. She was wearing something pink-ish, I think, in the picture. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Bethany Frankel. She was a real housewife, which, as we've learned from this show, there's zero, nothing, Nothing real about these people um, of, of New York City. And now she has her own show called Bethany Frankel. You know, she's kind of like Joy Behar um, if Joy Behar was an anorexic. Yeah, that's her okay. personality. Right. So there you go. That's Courtney Love. Um, I think, uh, you know, not a for me. Anything else from Gawker? That wasn't oh, from Gawker. Yeah, was that some other? This one we, we have to uh, d- discuss because... It just has been a running theme how you, you've railed against the idea that people – just because you could snort it and put it up your nose does not make it drugs. <laughs> yes. That is, I, that's something I firmly believe in and I want to start a cause for, maybe a, a grassroots Twitter campaign. Okay. All right. We'll work on that. Uh, maybe when we get our intern. We're currently uh, searching for an intern. So send in those, those requests. We, we, will, we guarantee to pay you nothing. And yeah. overpromise and underdeliver. That's right, but you will get college credit, so that's a plus. Yeah, there you go. So there, you go. and uh, you send the applications to uh, what do they said at gmail dot com. All right, enough right. of that. But this was middle school. Middle schoolers were suspended for trafficking oregano. <laughs> okay. Well, were they st- suspended for their idiocy or, or for what? <laughs> Um, you know, we can also uh, speculate on that, but we can also, might as well, since it's been working out so good, play the name, the crime, the game, the oh. state crime game. Okay, sure, yeah, I'm in. The music's already playing, so I'm already playing. Uh, oregano. Uh, I'm going to say it's um, Florida. <laughs> no, not Florida, but it's, it's Florida's very kissing cousin, Virginia. Ah, okay. Wow, that seems sort of upper class for Virginia. It does, right? Well, oregano is, is I think of, is one of the elite spices in the spice rack. Oh, yeah, exactly. Kind of hanging out with cloves. <laughs> out there behind the spice rack, hanging out with cloves. <laughs> uh, Rosemary. Was the, were they passing it off as a different sort of drug, or were they saying that you could actually smoke oregano and get a high off of it? Um, they were, the accuser 
was pa- yeah, he was trying to pass it off, I guess. He's fighting his case with the help of his father, uh, local legal. And so expect the story to ignite a tough on crime versus civil liberties versus kids these days debate is the writer's kind of thing. But yeah, I think it was probably a case of just trying to pass it off. But their legal defense is going to be, it's what, it's illegal to bring oregano to school now? Yeah. Get me some Oxycontin. Where's the Staten Island Ferry? <laughs> Staten Island, Reba's furiously tapping away at the phone to try to locate the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then Galvin actually is dressed up as a ferry, entertaining St. Patrick over there by the Green Wall. Wow. So it's good that our wall is green, too. It's a yeah. keeping. Aaron DeBras. All right, then. Uh, should we do one last news story? Then we'll wrap it up. Uh, let's do one last news story. Although, because just now I was thinking about this Irish girl that I dated about two years ago. So I went off on a little Ooh. tangent. Yeah. I'm fully prepared uh, for later this afternoon around North Beach to see like a bunch of like American, Asian, not the, the Asian population that lives in Chinatown, but like, you know, uh, I, Hallie and I call them HMACs, high maintenance Asian chicks. Um, running around wearing um you know kiss me i'm irish shirts and it's just the, the most surreal thing you know how uh everybody becomes irish for the day unlike me who is a quarter irish always that's exactly and i've got a smidge of the emerald isle in me as well <laughs> so so there put that in your pipe and smoke it Right, I. So, uh, one last news story, or should we move on? All right. If it's a quick one, we're we'll do, we'll running long. Quick one. Yes. You're going to like this, though. I picked it out for you, Jace, because only you uh, would probably get this or be interested in this. But it's uh, from TMZ, and it says Gallagher. Gallagher. Remember Gallagher? Famed comedian. M- might be Irish himself. I remember Gallagher, and I remember Gallagher 2. <laughs> okay. Well, there. this is probably Gallagher 1 and 2. He's selling his props to stay, save his home. Oh, really? So how many mallets does he have? I, I don't imagine he's gotten. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I was, uh, I, the, the bank is going to seize his home, but I was thinking now, Jason, I know this is, uh, you're a big Gallagher fan. This is the time to maybe get a, uh, an authentic mallet from the 64 year old comedian. Wow. Wow. Maybe. I know just the place for it. <laughs> that's it for me that's all I got is, now do you find the fact that Gallagher is going broke a uh, no I don't think that's a at all because all right, you know, I, I, I was never into Gallagher I, although I hear he's spectacular at what he does um, it's such a, uh, a niche <laughs> what he mm-hmm. does that um, I, I don't connect to which it which isn't comedy apparently <laughs> right all right. Very good. Thank you. News. Uh, we shouldn't really be doing it. All right. So uh, how should we uh, dip our toes into the reality waters that we monitor so closely? Well, why don't we just start by getting our guest on the phone? Why don't we talk about The Bachelor, shall we? All right. All right. Uh, this is returning guest uh, listener Sean, who is calling in. Let's get him. Well, actually, why don't we call him? He has a him. PhD in The Bachelor. We'll get him on the phone here to talk about all things Bachelor. Uh, hello, Sean. Hello, gents. Thank you so much for having me back. I missed you both, and I really appreciate the chance to, to talk. Well, we appreciate wow. you being here because... Um, you know, Rob hasn't been watching the show. He's been making me watch it. <laughs> so I've heard. Simply not true. I, I have been I've been watching the show with one eye. 
Did you did you see any of this week's episode? Do we do you have anything to contribute to this? What I did. did. I, I'm, 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 I'm full disclosure. I watched uh, the 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 hen pecking <laughs> duel where they grab all the the ladies and they throw them in there and yeah. strap razors to their claws yeah. and let the you know the winner win rule the roost. And then I watched. Um, it's the women tell all. Ah, the women tell all. Yeah, so I watched a bit of the women tell all, and uh, then I watched from his proposal to eventual winner. That seems like a funny term to use. Yeah. Uh, Emily, and then I watched the after the rose ceremony where they they brought the the support of other people that have lived in this bubble. It's like a bubble, <laughs> and. And then uh, that's it. That's where I'm at. So I apologize for for not being as diligent, but this show is a lot to stomach. Yeah, it was it was a rough. It was a it was a, a rough season. It I don't have Brad's abs. I'm not prepared to stomach this this much cheese. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's. They keep saying that they're they have a strong connection. It's like they're trying to convince themselves. You know, if I just tell myself enough that this is going really well, I can perhaps believe that it's going really well, and. I love God that thing when when Chantel that their their last day together before you know he decides who he's whom he's going to choose and says oh I made some things for you and she had that like map of the world where they had been and the little blurbs about what they had done there it was all about herself and here's where you discovered I could be a swimsuit model and here's where <laughs> we had that cool date it's like okay so you've been around the world. Did anything strike you about the places you were? I mean, did you notice anything about South Africa other than your reflection in a mirror? You know, I mean, anything, wow. anything, you know? It's, well, it's Jason, just, let me, let it's, me it was ask. a total waste of money to send these people all around the world because all they did was talk about themselves and look at each other. I don't know. Well, at least she has the awareness of herself to know that when she walks out into in a wetsuit that she should have it zipped down enough so that her bosom is heaving out of it. Yes, <laughs> you don't miss a trick, Jace. She knows it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Talk, Brett, she wrote that letter to him, and this kind of sealed it for me and really rooted for. Uh, if, I, I started really rooting for Emily to win. So Brad reads that letter from Chantel out loud, and Chantel applauds her own letter after he reads it. It's like. No, Maybe she was just no, applauding the no, fact that he could no. read. Wow, you made it all the way through, Brad. I'm so proud of you. You had such a hard time with all the cue cards. Yeah, <laughs> there were some tough words in there. I did it. I did it. <laughs> no, uh, I wanted to ask though, because Jace, you've watched the show a lot more diligently than I have, admittedly. So, Ugh. did he sleep with her in the um, South African fuck suite up in the treehouse? The Chantel O, or was that her name? Chantel O. Well, it seems to be implied that he slept with all of them, with Ashley yeah. and with Emily and with Chantel. I, I believe that's what happened. I mean, he he yeah. screwed the wow. hair color right out of Ashley. Well, yeah, I he think did. we know what it says on his back tattoo now, folks. It says <laughs> trifecta. Yeah, <laughs> in Latin, probably. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny, Rob. You're goofing on his his goal to to break down walls. And boy, for somebody who is trying to break down walls, I'd say he failed pretty miserably at that. I mean, he had Ashley was left like stammering and unable to communicate what she thought was happening, and then. Emily the night before couldn't explain how she was feeling. And, oh, Brad, you were building walls, man. Yeah, he is not uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, where was his life coach when he needed him? Where was that man? Did they just ditch the life coach? 
Maybe he just wanted to break down uterine walls. I loved the, the, the part where he had to think so hard he started to sweat. Oh, we're man. being mean. Now we're being mean. No, it happened. Yeah, it happened are. in last night's show. Emily was asking him, like, really important questions. What happens when I have a kid and she has to go to the emergency room in the middle of the night? This is what you're getting into. And he broke into a yeah. sweat. He took a dinner napkin. Wow, it. I'm just hot. I can't think. I am hot. Yeah. Well, I was monitoring Facebook during that time, and there was a lot of people thinking that she was being a little bit too aggressive with that line of questioning about how, you know, of course she has a child, and of course that's important, but I guess because nobody really believes that they're actually going to get married as a direct result of this show, and so people were thought, like, you know, she was kind of hammering him a little bit too much because he already said, look, you know, I'm... I'm ready for the responsibility. I will be there for you. And she didn't, she clearly wasn't convinced, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's a, a, a problem. I think this show is facing too. It, as it moves forward is that I remember when this thing first started, uh, at least the first few seasons, it was considered part of the suspense was, is he going to ask her to marry him? Or, you know, if it was a bachelorette season, is she going to pop the question? Now it's just assumed, you know, that, They've got that orange guy with the face that comes in and brings him the rings. And again, it's just, it's going to happen. You know, it, getting the final rose also means you propose marriage. And it says, why is that? You know? Well, I think it's because the whole, I mean, it's also disposable and so meaningless. I mean, yeah. in, a, in a period where what the divorce rate is over 50% or something like that, I mean, you might as well. Just, yeah. you know, get married on a game show. I mean, you, what, you have no better odds, clearly. You've wow, got that three-month lag time to call it off. I mean, I, there's been a couple of seasons where they didn't even have an after the final rose because the couple had already broken up, you know, by the time so, the show. And in fact, I remember one of them. Should we move into what happened? Yes, let's move into what happened because I'm aghast at the idea that, that there were so many seasons of The Bachelor before this, and this is the season that I watched. <laughs> all right who wants to take it i i'm gonna stay out of it because i actually really don't know what happened i just know the <laughs> aftermath I've, I've got something i found was kind of interesting about the um proposal you know the giving emily the rose and then proposing is um he he kept telling her i, I love you i love you emily i've been wanting to say it for so long i love and i can't recall any but he's saying I love you as much as that. And I don't know whether that's a tribute to Brad and how much he really at least, you know, thinks. I suppose if you think you love somebody, you do. Or whether um, it's just one of the problems with the show is that you have to, you know, withhold to a certain degree things you want to say because otherwise, you know, it kind of blows the whole suspense of the final episode out of, you but know. He, no, but he said, told somebody else uh, this season earlier that he loved them. Remember, yeah. he said, I, I'm, heck, I know I'm not supposed to say that this, but I love you. Was it Emily that he had said that to? Hmm. Maybe he just learned what it means. You know, maybe that, he, like earlier on, he wasn't sure. That, maybe he thought love meant hungry. And then later on, someone said, no, no, love means like, like strong affection. You're like, oh, oh, I get it. I love you. I love, that's the word love. I love you. I love you. That's why he said it so many times. He just learned it. You know, and he was saying it quite a bit in the uh, After the Rose part, too. It it sounds like he's trying to convince himself or he really wants America to think he's a good guy this time. Because as you remember, 
he was fairly loathed for what? Like, didn't he not propose to either Bachelorette? Yeah, he, he left. Season? Yeah, he went over two last time. He left them both yeah. at the you know, altar, the you know pool house, wherever they did it. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably what's happening. That he's putting on a show for the cameras and for America. That that's why he keeps clinging to Emily and wanting to say that he loves her and. You know, he wants to put on a good show. Well, I was intrigued by that observation you made, Jason. It was uh, a show a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't the one I was on, but you were talking about how it teaches you how to be a polygamist, essentially, or yeah. <laughs> how to juggle several women at once. And I got a kick out of that because I think it, in a lot of ways, it's almost kind of like running for public office, too, you know, because this person has to appease, you know, this dozens, several, a few dozen people in this house knowing he's going to have to disappoint them one by one eventually. But it's it's all about, you know, image management, you know, because you, you have to still look like this great person as you go through this. You know, you don't have well, the there's a, here's Here's a twist then. I think in the future, the only bachelors or, or bachelorettes that should be allowed to apply the show should be either actors, somebody that is actually mm -hmm. compelling to watch, a politician, or yeah. some sort of, uh, you know, uh, a PR person. Or leader of a compound, a polygamous or, Yes, exactly. Or leader of a cult or a compound. A, a charismatic cult leader or dictator of a small country. <laughs> Looking for love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's genius. Don't let the hair die fool you. I'm really just a softie on the inside. So right. well, somebody, somebody tell the audience what went down with Chantel. Because I didn't see that part. She cried. Oh, she cried. Yeah, she cried profusely. That's it? Yeah. She really? was a mess. So she was bummed. Was she bummed? Was she crying because she truly loved Brad? and Or was she crying because she realized that she wasn't going to get as many opportunities to be on television? I was sad. I would have cried because we won't see your hot mom. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So let's talk a little bit then about the after the rose. So... In case you guys haven't watched the show and you've been, God help you, relying on us to convey this vital information to you, um, they are engaged, but they had to check with each other on the show because they hadn't seen each other in a month. Yeah. Um, they are not getting married anytime soon, it sounds like. Nope. And it sounds like Brad has a bit of a temper problem. That's... And uh, Emily might be a little um, self-centered. Am I getting this right? Yeah, and I don't think we really needed after the final rose to know any of those things. That's, you know. I feel like she used her daughter in a lot of ways. And this is going to sound controversial, but hey, I'm going there. <laughs> it, it was like the, the get out of jail free card for yeah. her to be really not that interesting and not much of a... Um, um, I don't God, what's the word I'm looking for? She she's very self-centered to me. She seemed very self-centered to me. Yeah. And it wasn't surprising to me that these are their issues. The fact that maybe he's a a a, a meanie and she's uh probably super demanding. Right. Well, she doesn't want to move to Austin. Well, yeah, well, I mean, come on now. Now that's part you got to know going in that relocating it could very well happen. Yeah. He's a bar ridiculous. owner. He can't. He can't sacrifice that. Yeah. I just. This is what is going on. Where in will people head. go to drink in Austin if, <laughs> if Brad doesn't have his bar? Well, let me let me tell you, people. Well, I was confused because somebody was saying, and this is all just I, I caught it, I guess, on the interweb, and somebody was saying that 
the baby or was going to come out in national inquiry that the, the, the baby, the, the daughter isn't the race car drivers. Oh, you know, and, and I was thinking that may be controversial is the reason that Emily's upset with Brad is because she's actually a black widow. She killed her first husband. And now she <laughs> can't kill Brad because of all the publicity around it. Like she didn't realize, Oh, Oh no. Rats. That's a good take on it too, Jason. Now I'm totally I'm totally confused. <laughs> I'm sweating. I don't know what to make of this show. It's hot. It's so hot. Who knows? That sounds like it could be inquirer fodder, like you said. But they are sometimes right. <laughs> so you're saying the National Enquirer is right much like I was right about watching Make It or Break It instead of you being right about watching The Bachelor? Is that what is that the analogy okay. I'm getting from you? Jason, I know because I will never live this down that, <laughs> yes, in, this is a true story. I, when given the opportunity to pick a show, chose this horrible heap of a show, The Bachelor, for us to follow. And you you picked Make It or Break It, and Make It or Break It, the breakaway hit of the century, in my opinion, and very excited for its premiere Monday the 28th. Did you get the impression as as The Bachelor goes on for a given season, even Chris Harrison starts to lose interest? He starts to fade slowly as they travel around the world. And well, I think it you becomes... kind of imagine him out enjoying the, the sightseeing. And then he's like, oh, that's right. I got to be back in time to, you know, yeah, to walk sit... the girl down the aisle to Brad. Hold on. Hey, that's the best paycheck in, in television right there. That guy's gig. I, I thought maybe the work he does is in the, the stuff we don't even see. I, all the he auditions all the Bachelorettes before they get on the show. I've actually seen him like they have some outtakes, what like for after the final rose and so forth. Like uh, some of the off-camera moments, he actually seems pretty funny. Seems pretty. So cutting. they're like they're high, they're like a. It's kind of like watching like Hooper. There's <laughs> like a a gag reel at the end of the Bachelorette or Bachelor. Every once in a while, yeah. Every once in a while. Harrison, but of course it's probably Riggs who's like, these moments aren't candid enough. Can we show them that I can do more than hop out from behind the drapes of the water class, banging on it with a salad fork, telling people the party's over? Please, please. <laughs> uh, Jason, are you just sitting being smug about the fact that make it or break it was your idea? Yeah. You know what I want to do? Enough. Enough, Bachelor. Thank you, listener, Sean. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Thank gentlemen. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure was ours. Sorry, this season was a, sorry the season didn't pan out as, as well as Bob would have hoped. No way, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the blame for not watching this show and talking about it. Some host you are. You're no Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> that no true words have been spoken. I can only aspire to be the Chris Harrison of podcasting. Anti-Chris Harrison. <laughs> so, Jace, how do you feel? I feel like watching Hooper. <laughs> 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 a good Hooper reference uh, never fails. Okay. All right, here we go. Moving on. Uh, so let's talk about Make It or Break It. Thank you, listener Sean. Let's get ready to tumble! So I am guessing, I'm not even guessing because I asked you, I tweeted you in front of uh, executive producer and creator Holly Sorensen and all the world to see. Uh, mm -hmm. to find out if you are all caught up now. Because are you all caught up yeah. now? Absolutely, including the alternate endings. Yes, up on YouTube that people can see with the yes. Sasha voiceover. I love Sasha Bella. You know that, Jason. I have a man crush of the highest order. I know, but what do you think of him driving away in his 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 home? He's, he's uprooted. I, I can only hope 
And I don't know if you read my suggestion because they're they're asking suggestions uh, for storylines or favorite characters uh, recently on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the, the fine people over there at Make It or Break It. Right. And I came up with, I think what should happen is there should be a spinoff um, title to be determined. But what it is, is it follows Sasha as he kind of drives the countryside in his Air, Airstream and GMC, setting up shop, much like Scooby-Doo, to solve crime. <laughs> to solve crime? And, okay. <laughs> yes. And then he solves a caper, you know, foils something. And then he hops back into his uh, car and he goes like Kane. Drifting, uh, drifting across this country of ours. Yeah, so it's kind of like Scooby Doo, A Team, Incredible Hulk kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. And uh, but God, God, I, that would be a blow if he's no longer with the show. Well, you know, we we saw Marty up and leave, and he's no longer with the show. Yeah. Goodness knows where uh, Nick ended up. Uh, men don't have long track records on Make It or Break oh. It. You know, we have a listener that called in to that who has located Nick, and it slipped. It was mentioned in the show. Oh, and uh, maybe we can pl- play that comment right now. All right, let's hear it. Let me hold on. See, they threw me off. Let me uh, play the. Okay, wait. Okay, here we go. Jason and Rob, I have the answer to your question. What happened to Nick? Nick went to go train in Denver because there were too many distractions at the Rock. So Nick is supposedly in Denver. Oh, oh. Okay, so he's in Denver. That's easy. So he's been, he's in Denver. He's in Denver, and uh, he had to get away from all the drama that is The Rock. And I, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems good for his training, but really bad considering how hot The Rock girls are these days. <laughs> you are really banging the hot rock girl drum these days. I must say. <laughs> I well, now that I know that they're all of, of legal age, and I can, there's no possible way for me to get arrested. Well, I think Lauren um, just the, turned 21, so, you know. Well, you know, but is it, technically, I mean, we're talking about eight, an 18 threshold, aren't we? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, listen, I mean, listeners may think I'm a scumbag already, so <laughs> that's like, you know. Okay, so there's a lot of exciting, dramatic developments to talk about in Make or Break It that is ex, 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 outside of your scumbaggery. So, uh, which I want to touch on because there's a lot coming up, you know, where it's premiering again. We have quite a few threads that are cliffhangers here. We've got, uh, was it too much of a spoiler to you to have read the poll on the website about it being Summer and Steve together uh, rather than Stemmer and Sasha? So did that not, not come as a surprise? It, it wasn't a spoiler. It, it didn't make sense to me. And I wasn't expecting. Um, that's what I like about this show. They definitely throw the curveballs to you. Yeah. Um, it's not a predictable show. So I was not expecting Sasha to pack up and leave, leave my girl Payson, you know, coachless with the, with a gold, but he did leave the gold medal, which is a good sign. Yes, he did leave the gold medal. But what did you think of the whole kiss catastrophe? Oh God, it just, I really, I really want to think there's redeeming qualities with Lauren, but that was just a, ugh, that was a killer for me. Um, because it was so innocent. And if the mom isn't upset and they know about it, I mean, it's just amazing what a, what a lynch mob is formed a- around. And this was the guy they brought in, the rock people. Yep. They brought Sasha in. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's where it doesn't make sense. How, the, the parents are what don't make sense to me. The teenagers make perfect sense. Right. But maybe it's just like uh, you know, the Fresh Prince said, parents just don't understand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
So this is what's happened, everybody. And these are full spoilers, but if you got to get caught up and to start watching the show, here's what you need to know. Uh, their trainer, Sasha, who Rob has a man crush on, had to leave because Payson, who was Rob's girl crush, uh, got a little <laughs> crush on Sasha and kissed him just in sort of a ex- bit of excitement, which was caught on the training camera, the video camera, mm. which Lauren found the next day and passed it off to the most wicked woman on television. Ah, um, oh, easily the most evilly written character in the history of television. Yes, who then... Uh, um, you know, used it to get Sasha ousted, and then, uh, um, and oh, we can't not talk about uh, my favorite. Although, you know, I, I will still say <laughs> this: this is a a caveat because my favorite has always been the underdog, and my my um, my heart goes Emily with, uh, Emily Emily Kometko. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. She's- Emily's it's understood on this show what Duvet said: the tank that Emily is. The uh, un, uh, you know maybe understated hero by us, but we love Emily. We love Emily. Yes, yes. She's by good. us not talking about Emily just indicates that it should be understood that Emily is the one that we're we're constantly rooting for. We we all have the mad crush on, and the other ones are just you know yes. the ones that we have to talk about. But best hair in showbiz. Yes, exactly. But Kaylee falling off the beam into the arms of Tucker. And being carted off to the hospital, we're at such a cliffhanger here because she's been battling with uh, a a, um, a eating disorder uh, to get mm-hmm. thin so she can compete with the Chinese gymnasts, and it it uh, it made her woozy and she fell, uh, which is terrible. And then Lauren just seems to be on the top of the heap now, except that she's been dumped by Carter. Oof! Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully Lauren just focuses. Because as in the alternate ending, I think as Sasha said in his voiceover, in the like that he wrote a note to each of the girls, didn't he? In one of yeah, them, yeah. And he told Lauren, you know, look, if you could just find a way to channel all your meanness, you have the potential to be the best gymnast in the bunch. Right. Yeah. I. I you know, that's one of those things we we've got a. Um... A 10 things we love about make it or break it up on the blog right now. And one of the things yeah. that I think I've mentioned before, and and I, I will reiterate, I really do think that uh, what would be fantastic for all the rock girls, even though I worry and I stress that it isn't going to happen this way, is that they will all meddle in their strengths. And, uh, you know, so that we'll get Kaylee will meddle on floor routine and, uh, Lauren will meddle on beam and uh, Emily will meddle on the vault and Payson will meddle on the bars and then the drama will come who wins best all around, right? Don't you think that's kind yes. of where we're headed? Yes. I mean, that's sort of, it has to be because if it doesn't, then I'm going to be bummed and I don't like to be bummed, Rob. Uh, yeah, oh, but you never know with this show. That's why it's like you don't know if maybe uh, Kaylee is not going to be able to compete because of, you know, she did some damage to her body. Um you just don't know. Uh, that's the. It's truly a suspenseful show, and that's why um, it, you know we spend so much time talking about it because we really like it. We love this show. Yeah, people, we love it. And I'm. It's. I'm stressing. I'm losing sleep. I really care about these kids. Yeah. Darn it. What are you gonna do for the for the premiere, Jace? Are you gonna have like? Uh, I mean, I, I actually put together a swag bag for for you for make it or break. You it. did. I want and it. I, Give it to me now. It, Okay. Well, I'll tell you what's in it. It'll take a few days to reach right. you. 
But in addition to the swag, Jason, which might come in handy yeah. for the uh, for the premiere, sure. um, I've got a a a, a very uh, this is an almost an impossible to get Leo that I I have and I think it's in your size. I oh. hope I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Great. Yes, ha- Hallie's been uh, darning a Leo specifically for you, so you'll look good. Nice, I appreciate one of that. wonderful kind. Good. Um, I also put in there um, a gift certificate to be used whenever for a buy one get one free at the pizza shop. Oh, fantastic! That's that's the greatest restaurant yeah. in town. Uh, other than that, yeah, other I, it than would that not restaurant in town. It, it would. This also is. This is only can only be gotten through WDS in us, but I have leaked unreleased Damon tracks. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to put you in the mood for the show, you can listen to a little Damon. That's great. I'll listen to that um, beforehand. Walking yeah, the yeah. dog. Um, and also, uh, I know you don't drink, but maybe you can give it as a gift. I have some, uh, I have a, a few bottles of Steve Tanner's wine. Wonderful. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe I can yeah. give that and, to the person and, who invited and, herself over tonight. Yeah, ooh, there you go. And lastly, I have a monogrammed WDS Rock Gym Bag. Oh. And in there, there within, you are going to find uh, a tin of Crisco. You're also going to find um, a huge box of condoms. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and uh, and 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 a, and a game of Twister. Oh, excellent! That was great. We never even talked about that. Gymnast playing Twister, folks is a big, big turn yeah, on. Absolutely. Uh, we can't wait. We hope that you join us because we are going to be talking about new episodes of Make It or Break It every week in detail. Well, we've week. been talking about you know several episodes at a time. I watched six in a row, so it's impossible for us to cover everything <laughs> that happened, like the Twister tournament and, uh, and everything else that's going on. But uh, when the show starts again, just you wait. And you'll enjoy it. Come on. You'll enjoy it. Much you like... Know, and, and j- I just wanted to add, Jace, that from the the mail that I've been monitoring into this show, yeah, we are getting a lot of people that are are watching the show on Hulu uh, as a direct result of us talking about it. And and these are people; these aren't your typical make it or break it fans. These are actual like adults that had no idea the show even existed, and they've uh, through the wonders of Hulu have been getting caught up, and they are excited as hell. For the premiere. So there we go. That's that's all I can say about this show. All right. Fantastic. Well, enough said. Uh, we're running out of time, so maybe we can just touch a little briefly on The Amazing Race. All right. Uh, uh, yes. Too much teamwork is my uh, my problem with this, this show. Yeah, I agree. Too much teamwork um, and too much uh, breakdowns. I can't watch Vixen breakdown anymore. Ugh. Oh, yeah, she is just, yeah, not, not, not feeling that. You know, I don't like how they keep the race going. Oh, you don't um, like the two-parters? You're still racing? You don't like that? No, man. I'm, I, I kind of am conditioned to just want to see somebody leave. That's part of the fun of this show is watching people leave dejected and have their dreams squashed. <laughs> okay. Well, remember that when we get our applications in for The Amazing Race. Why, why haven't we filled well, out our that. applications yet? Why haven't we filled out our application? Okay, yes. We'll talk about that off the show, but we yes, we need to get moving on that. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem with the you're still racing. I think that's kind of exciting, except that it just happened two weeks ago, so that is happening again. Yeah, that's really what quick. I'm saying. It's like it's there needs to be more eliminations between these. Right. All right. 
I just get tired of seeing her whine and say, I don't understand. I can't do it. I don't understand. Just man up. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't that seem to be totally flies in the face of Gotham is to be that emotional for one and also to be kind of that caring about anything in society, really? Yeah, I don't think they're goth. I think they're emo. I think they're emo. That's my take on them. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe it should say uh, dating emos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, race but, is continuing. There was a lot of... Uh, Vixen just bothered me. And uh, it, when we go on the race, Rob, uh, we're going to never leave our fanny pack sitting anywhere. I can tell you that much. Can you imagine leaving your fucking passport anywhere than in your... Ta- you know, tattooed across your chest in China? No, I, yeah, I, I can't understand that at all. Unbelievable. And I also think uh, there was a bit of producer, you know, producer hand holding and interference to get them on another flight because they were way behind. They got lost. They drove hours in the wrong direction in Japan. Oh, that's my other thing yeah, that I wanted yeah. to say that doesn't it always seem that whenever the amazing race is on, when they're visiting a country, some horrible natural catastrophe happens at that country. Wasn't it Sri Lanka last season? Something horrible happened. Oh. And then this season they're in Japan oh. and the big thing happens in Japan. Yeah, gosh, I mean, that's so terrible, but is there a connection to the race, and is there some sort of maybe a a, a mathematical lag time from when the race shoots to a disaster that we can kind of maybe crack? Yeah, let's get to work on that after we talk about Survivor. (laughs) We have Renfro work on that. Yeah, there we go, Renfro, you get to work on that. Uh, I was at my show last night. Uh, It was closing night of the play, and we had a sort of cast party at a bar thing last night, which wasn't as it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to because I have this enormous crush on one of the girls involved in the play. We can talk about that later. But I did watch Survivor when I got home, um, and it was sad to see Christina go, but we may be able to get Christina on the show now as a guest uh, to talk I with like her. I like that. That's what actually I was, I wasn't, I, I am excited to have Christina on the show as a potential guest. Yeah. Uh, I was not sad to see her go. Oh, okay. There, I'm controversial. You are controversial. So the that's in the works. We might be talking to Christine in a couple of weeks. We're working on that. Um, e, um, not much of an exciting episode. It seemed very predictable from start no. to finish to me. Yeah. Well, kind of... Rob is running things like uh, efficiently. He's he's great uh, at the game, at every aspect of the game, and I'm actually becoming a Rob Mariano fan. And uh, I want him to win a million dollars, even though he's probably got you know plenty of money already through this show. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'm a Rob Mariano fan now this time as well, especially having the presence of mind to run and hide the second immunity idol clue that they found in the coffee and dig out the first yeah. immunity idol clue that he found on his own to share. Uh, even though all yeah, of it was just genius. unnecessary because he already has the hidden immunity idol. <laughs> so it yeah. was just all for his own enjoyment, you know, that he's keeping, he's just keeping his, his mind working at all times. So that was good stuff. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, he is really, and I knew from the previous when they were trying to, you know, intimate uh, that um, Philip, the Fed agent guy who was a complete, Oh, he's a disaster. Was somehow going to get one up on Rob? I I knew that that was just trying to build suspense where there was none in this week's Survivor. No, none. Although we are getting to see more of Ashley, who has become my my go to gal uh, to watch in Survivor. She's she's very pretty. I like the little uh, mini Sarah Silverman. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah, 
But I don't think she's going to stay around long. That's why I'm sort of keeping an eye on Ashley because Ashley is very low-key and in the background and not really paid much attention to. So that's why I'm sort of noticing her every time she shows up because uh, I think she's going to be around for a while. But yes, uh, Stephanie, the mini Sarah Silverman. I like her too. Ah, okay. Okay, now uh, answer me this, Jason, though. Why is it a given that a lawyer would be good at puzzles? Because what, what I'm thinking is a lawyer would be good at interpreting words yeah the law right but the law is not a puzzle god help us if the law is just a puzzle that's meant to be manipulated and uh you know maybe it is maybe uh, but i just didn't understand why he was so convinced that he is the puzzle guy because he's a lawyer he seems like an asshole i think that's why he's convinced of things i think he just Uh. beats his chest like a monkey (laughs) <laughs> I did like that sort of musical uh, yeah. sting that they gave in Tribal Council when Krista paired up everyone who was seemed to be in alliances, and she said, I don't know where it leaves, whatever his name is, David? What's his name? Yeah, David, yeah. He's, it's David. All right, well, I, I hope that he's left out to dry and he hangs himself. The, the, I, I'm hoping that what will happen, and I don't know if it will or not, uh, is that that happy six will start to turn on each other and and Stephanie will be able to work her way into an alliance in there. Um, we'll see if that happens or not. Or if not, hopefully they'll keep winning and she will get to the merge and buddy up with Boston Rob. You know, Because I, I think she's yeah, a, yeah. That... a darn good player and I like having her around and I like looking at her. Yeah, there you go. That was it for me, though, really, for Survivor this week. I agree. Well, we we covered a lot. We had Bachelor Sean, Listener Sean, not Bachelor Sean. Listener Sean. <laughs> bachelor Sean. Marie's going to be like, huh? He's a bachelor? What? <laughs> right, what? Huh? Who? Do you have any chum for the snark tank this week, or are we just going to You know, I don't have chum. Anyway, do you have any chum? No, I'm just tired. I've got... Uh, I've got a big, I had a big week, and I had a big, the show closed last night, the girl that I'm crazy about that I went out with a couple weeks ago, the one that I was talking about with Joy uh, two weeks okay. ago, um, mm-hmm. she's, uh, for for a couple of weeks now, it really felt like uh, we were kind of on the same page and just kind of feeling happy and courting and moving along, uh, but she got uh-huh. a little wiggy and freaked out last night, which I don't know if that's Ooh. just... This is not unusual. This happened a couple years ago, the first time I did this. So I just kind of backed off and have been flirty with her all this time. Uh, but I really mm-hmm. thought she had sort of come around, and it feels like she's regressing to uh, mm-hmm. hiding in her little mm-hmm. box again, which is disappointing because I was I'm filled with joy when I see her and happiness, and she, I really huh. I really enjoy. That is a dilemma. You know, I was going to say maybe there should be a three strikes rule kind of in there. You know, because if obviously if this is just going to be a pattern that repeats itself it just you may never get to uh reconcile you know yeah i just don't want to be in another one of these this is a pattern for me i don't want to be in another one of these situations where i am waiting for and pursuing a girl who's not you know just not there and not going to be there no matter how into her Mm -hmm. i am I, i went through this i've gone through this multiple times and then i get things like there's a girl who's coming over tonight you ever see um a television special called A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay, so you know part of the comedy in A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is Peppermint Patty calls Charlie Brown and virtually invites herself over and a bunch of other people to have Charlie Brown cook Thanksgiving dinner and he's sort of thrown by the whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. That's kind of what's happening to me tonight. This woman basically bullied me into cooking her dinner 
and inviting herself <laughs> over tonight. And she's like, should I bring wine? And I said, oh, yeah, you can bring wine. I won't be drinking any. She's like, well, how am mm-hmm. I gonna take advantage of you? It's like, really? Wow. And I, you know, I just, I'm so not in tune with this woman who's, mm. you know, Who giving she? me all this, <laughs> giving me all this, you know, ready, ready to go kind of thing. Cause I'm so wrapped up in, um, in in in, huh. in 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 like with this other girl i don't see well who is this person. one I, I don't even i had never even heard you mention this one you don't want to know who she is trust me you will get you will okay. hit the roof if i tell you who this girl is oh no <laughs> i can feel i can already feel steam building all right well we can talk about that at a later time when I tell you how I navigate this evening. But I have okay, yeah, I'm that's better than you just tell me how you get out of it than the the actual situation. Yeah, okay, that'll be a better thing. What about you? What do you got coming up this weekend? Um, well, uh, besides celebrating this Day of Kings, um, actually, Mr. Barrasco going to be in town tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, so we're all getting a, a group be of uh, people that. Yeah, we're all going to dose. Um, now we're going to get a group of people together and we're going to go to this place called Les Central in San Francisco. It's Ooh, a la traditional la. kind of French place. Yeah, it's, it's a good spot because it's uh, it's kind of nice, nice restaurant and it, it's conducive to behaving like an adults. And then uh, we'll, we'll hang out and we'll talk and then, then we'll go to the bar. There you go. Then you can smoke your oregano and take your Vibran. Exactly. And then that's about it. No real music planned for this weekend. I kind of took this week off from the music, uh, the what Duvet said about music cast, um, because it's South by Southwest and people are not the least bit interested in what I have to say about music this week. They are all running around texting about how cool they are and what cool thing they're seeing that I'm not seeing. And so I just decided to take the week off, watch a lot of basketball beginning of the tournament. And that is a good, good weekend for me, to be honest with you. Oh, I understand. Friend of the show, Molly Bryant, is playing at South by Southwest this year. Oh, we should. That's a great gig for her. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you Great gig for anybody. Friends. Yeah, good gig for anybody. So you'll be watching March Madness, and I actually I am will. doing a, There's another You'll play. just be engaging in madness, Jason. <laughs> well, I, I don't even want to speculate as to what's going on by the green wall now. It's, it seems like Galvin is no longer in the Leo, and uh, I'm don't appreciate the view of St. Patrick I'm getting right now, All right. who may or may not be a saint, judging from his behavior. So we'll have to skip their their testimony. Great. Well, I will let you tend to that, and I will get on with my day. <laughs> you get on with your day. Uh, good talking with you. More excitement as we wait for Make It or Break It, and thank God yes. the Bachelor's over. Music cast coming next week, folks, by the way. It's coming back. That's strong. Right. Great. Um, okay, good on you. Enough. I will talk to you next week. Top of the bottom to you, people. Bye. Bye.